0: well there's overstock and the chief executive resigned and that was bizarre we also have robocalls that are going to come under attack from state attorney generals that's interesting we have an article from the wall street journal about radicalization online and it's an interesting article at best And we have Facebook that is looking to provide banking to the unbanked. Then we have YouTube and Facebook and Twitter shutting down websites about China. We're going to connect a bunch of dots here today. This is Paul Truesdell, and you are listening to Connecting Dots. Make sure to read the disclaimer in our show notes before each episode. When a company goes public, you have a different set of laws, rules, and regulations that go into effect. Now, there's a fellow by the name of Patrick Breen... And he's been a, well, kind of an interesting fella. He has picked fights with various Wall Street analysts over the years. He's the chief executive officer, or should I say recently former chief executive officer of Overstock. Now, I don't know if you know anything about Overstock, but it's a pretty cool concept and it did pretty well. But he has burned through a lot of money with his ideas on cryptocurrency and what he's doing there. Now, he sent a letter to... To his board of directors, and he was on CNBC, and I actually watched that interview when I got in last night, and he said that he had a romantic relationship with a jailed Russian agent regarding covert activities on behalf of the U.S. government. He named FBI agents, superior officers, saying that they targeted, and he called them the deep state that they were influencing the Clinton, Cruz, Rubio, and Trump campaign. His allegation is basically that he, God only knows how, was now part of this cabal for the bureaucratic government to control Washington. Interesting, right? Interesting from a whole bunch of different perspectives. One, if it's true, then we have a real problem with the government. Two, if it's not true and he's making everything up, Then he's looking for fame, he's looking for fortune, he's looking to be the kid on the playground that likes to throw rocks, or he's simply batshit crazy. I don't know which one, but somebody ought to really dig deep into his background and find out just exactly what's going on. Now, he said he plans on disappearing for some time. He said the same thing on television, and you know, you just kind of like, you have to wonder. Now, let's take in consideration what he said, and we'll put an article a link to the article in our show notes. Think about this. Did you ever think that fellow Jeffrey Epstein would be, well, either commit suicide or murdered or whatever in federal custody? So if you begin to say, you know, a lot of these things just don't add up, you can see where this is an interesting situation. Plus, and this is a cool thing, one of his big buddies, he calls him his rabbi is Warren Buffett. So I have no idea what's going on here other than to say these are the kind of things that drives a financial analyst up the wall. If you don't have good information, aye, 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 aye. Okay, let's move on from overstock and move into the fact that large telecom companies and attorneys general from quite literally every state in the union announced a pack at combating robocalls. Now, I'm going to tell you, I hate those things. And all of the various technologies that are out there to keep us from receiving these calls isn't quite exactly working. And they're illegal. But the problem is you need to think a little bit bigger. What exactly is defined as a robocall? Now, I want you to roll back with me long, long ago when the internet first started, and I was Paul at AOL.com. And one of the problems when we began using email to communicate with clients, we had a lot of people that had AOL. I've always had well, when I say always, shortly after it was available, I always owned my own domain. We had our own servers. We did our own thing. And a lot of people back in the day had AOL, America Online. And When we would send emails out, we had a problem. If you sent more than four or five emails to anyone, again, to four or five different people, America Online would block you as a spammer way back then. You got to be kidding me. So, for quite a few years, we just simply gave up on email because our domain was identified as a spammer based upon those rules way back in the early days. There nothing we could do about it. You can't talk to anybody. Nobody's going to talk to you online. None of these people have customer service departments. and. When you contact them, it just simply goes into the abyss. So we have been slow to embrace email to communicate with our clients in some areas because of our bad experience. Now, I ask you to do this. What happens when they begin to expand the definition of spam? What happens when they begin to say emails? Now, if you send more than, oh, I don't know, 30 or 40 emails in an hour, you are a spammer. Now you have a client base where you have several hundred people. Something important has happened. You need to get that communications out. And through text messaging or emailing, you can't do it because you're limited by the number that you can communicate with. What happens if if you use a automatic call dialer where you're communicating with those clients of yours who don't have, let's say, for example, a computer. You know, people that are old refuse to get current. So you have them on a list. Okay, you've got a few of those. So you have, in our case, let's say a market announcement. And then one of these old people becomes cognitively challenged. They file a complaint. I'm getting a robo call. And no, it's your investment advisor. And you want to scream and holler and call names. Now you're blocked. You see, there's a lot of nobody thinks about actions and what happens as a result of those? So, when you read these things, you might want to really think about it because, in my opinion, the overwhelming majority of the state attorneys in this country employ a lot of people that don't connect the dots properly. Now, let's shift gears and talk about the fact that Google has announced that they have pulled 210 YouTube channels. That's right, channels from its platform saying that they appear, keyword appear, to be part of a coordinated disinformation campaign in response to pro-democracy protests in Hong Kong. Okay. So what they're saying is that the Chinese government is making an effort to discredit the protesters. Okay. Why is YouTube involved in anything political? Now, just think about this. If you have, let's say, in Baltimore, and you have oh, let's use Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, it is reported that a significant number of people in the community where those six police officers were shot were screaming and hollering at the cops wanting them to get the hell out of there. They don't want to They do not want the Philadelphia police. They do not want formal government law enforcement in their community. Now, let's just say they begin to say they want their own freedom. They have declared freedom from the United States. They are independent and they want out. YouTube now blocks all information from the U.S. federal government from getting out there about what's going on in Philadelphia because they want freedom. They think the United States is corrupt. And they want out, and they don't want local law enforcement. The area, as I understand it, tends to be overwhelmingly black, and so they don't want any white officers. They don't want any white form of government, anybody at all. That's what they want, and they want to have self. They want to self-govern. Sounds very familiar if you think about it, whether it's race or not related. Sounds very familiar, right? It sounds like our revolution back in 1776. Should YouTube then prevent the U.S. government from from trying to prevent these people from having independence. Now, no matter how you look at it, there is absolutely no justification for news or entertainment organizations to take political sides. Once they do that, then the rules change. Again, when you connect the dots, you have to accept the fact that most people will not think like this. And when we say this, and we start connecting these dots for our listeners and our clients. All we ask you to do is to think about it. Next, let's talk a little bit about Facebook and their cryptocurrency. It's called Libra. And what they want to do is the focus for that is to provide some type of banking or financial services to the hundreds of millions of people across the world who don't use banks. They do not use traditional institutions. These are people who have, well, either bad credit or whatever the situation is. They simply struggle with a traditional banking situation. Now, that's the moral feel-good thing about it. But you do realize that a lot of the people that are unbanked are also the folks that don't pay taxes, oftentimes are engaged in illegal activities that tend to be more violent. And remember, there are plenty of people who sit in very nice big homes who are crooks and have taken advantage of people right and left. As I talked about yesterday in my uh, short little talk In front of the RGA network in St. Petersburg, I talked a little bit about the incredible fraud that's going on with GE and connected the dots with Enron. So the bottom line is simply this. Facebook is a social media organization. Facebook is now an organization that controls the lives of a lot of people. When we look at the demographics and the type of people that use Facebook as a primary tool, there are some consistencies that continue to pop up. And now we're going to empower these folks. With a Facebook-type monetary system, remember I just talked a little bit before about our overstock cryptocurrency CEO and some of the bizarre things that he talked about? So you control people with their information and what they get. You really control them when you control their banking, as well as the lack of banking. This is a slippery slope. Last but not least, again with the Wall Street Journal, they have a headline, and it's a 7-minute and 34-second video, and it's about how radicalization online can and can't be stopped. What do they start off with? They start off with a video of Alex Jones, and they connect Alex Jones to the shootings in El Paso and other locations, what do they do is they target a very specific demographic and they blame that demographic for radicalization and violence. Now, what you have to do is before you accept the facts and figures from somebody, you need to verify it. Now, the problem is where was the calling that there was radicalization in Philadelphia in the shooting of six police officers? And It wasn't. It just isn't. It's always it's an oppressed community. When you have a group of people that are not similar to those folks and they feel oppressed, that's called radicalization. Here's the key thing depends upon who has control over the switches for the media organizations. What is the agenda? And you need to look very carefully at the money. Who is spending money and who is saving money? So follow this. Those who like to spend, who are always broke by the end of the pay period, if you're paid every two weeks at the end, well, you know, day 12 or 13, you're flat broke. Just like Social Security comes out once a month. Have you ever gone to the store the first of the month? You don't do that. I mean, if you have any common sense, you know to never go shopping at the first week of the month because every grandma and grandpa, all the welfare checks, they're all out there. By the end of the month, they don't have a pot to pee in. And so most people, if they're smart, shop in the second or third week, maybe even the fourth week. Who has time to wait in lines and deal with those herds of people that are just, you know, living paycheck to paycheck? You don't want to do that. But you'll notice that the free things in the aisles at Sam's, all of the demonstrations, they're geared for those times when they think people will be buying more than other times. Who advertises predominantly online? People want to get the people that are buying. So those who are saving money, we watch different channels. We do different things. You know, we're not going to watch those screaming, hollering, crazy shows out there, but the people who are spending all of their money do as a result. If you are in the media business, you need more eyes from those who are spending money that your advertisers want to get you to. And depending upon who controls the financial services industry, you're going to take sides. So when you look at these stories, always remember there is an agenda. There is no such thing as un biased news when there is advertising. None. We would never, ever participate in selling advertising on Connecting Dots. Is brought to you by Fixed Cost Financial. We tell you that right up front. Here's the key thing. Are we biased? Of course we are. We believe, for example, that the only true fiduciary is one that is paid on a time or procedure basis. That assets under management is a canard, a farce, a scam. But hey, a lot of times it's like peeing in the wind. Because people are so brainwashed into that nonsense. And that's the key thing. Don't let yourself be brainwashed from the Chinese water torture that you get from what you think is news. And when you get some bizarre things, going back to Overstock you got to ask yourself, how did this guy ever get to his position in the first place if something like that is not true? Oh, yeah, Jeffrey Epstein, he didn't do anything. Nah, he definitely committed suicide. Oh, and now we're going to go ahead and block robocalls. How far is that going to extend? Why is Google getting involved in political events overseas? Then we have Facebook who's going to control us a little bit more, not just with our information and social network and monitoring, they're going to control our money. And then we're going to be told what is and what is not radicalization online. What's the point? All we want you to do is think about it. When you sit down and really think about things and talk about it in a rational way, I got to tell you, I had a young lady who walked me through my rental car. I dropped my Mercedes off for, uh, for uh, service in Gainesville, Florida. Had a tire that blew out on the thing, so I had a rental car for a while. A little tiny Mercedes was okay, but was, I'm too big for that thing. If you're over six foot tall, If you're 6'2", those little tiny C classes, man, they're small. But this lady was different from me. Uh, I happen to be white. She happens to be black. We were shooting the breeze. And we had a good time about, we talked about, people just can't communicate anymore without yelling at one another. The whole political process in the whole business world, everybody's gotten into this Jerry Springer, the original Oprah Winfrey screaming at each other. That's got to stop. Unfortunately, it's crept into the business world. I got to tell you, as far as I'm concerned, really sucks. That does it for today. Thanks for joining me. I'm Paul Truesdell with Fixed Cost Financial. You can reach us by phone by calling 212-433-2525 between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern. Again, that's 212-433-2525. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube. But ideally, for links, notes, PDFs, videos, and more to this podcast, well, simply go directly to FixCostFinancial.com and click on the blog or podcast links. For quick reference, and this is easy to remember, simply type dots.fm. That's dots.fm. Isn't that cool? And you'll land right on our podcast page. Now visit Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing, where it's better because it's simple and works. Break the mold and do it today. All rights reserved reproduction or use without written authorization prohibited without written authorization.